Good morning, brethren. Indulge me. Good morning, brethren. Indulge me one more time. Good morning, brethren. There's a reason I did that, and we'll find that later. It is good to be with you. It's good to have so many visitors with us today. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the room. We all have a father, an earthly father, every one of us. I see some sitting with their fathers. I know some that are caring for their ailing fathers. I know that some of us, including myself, have lost our fathers. September will be 12 years ago I lost my dad at the age of 74 in an industrial accident of all things, doing what he loved. But it's a very special day for us. Enjoy it. Be mindful of what the Lord says as our responsibilities as children and fathers. And again, it's good to have you all with us. Most of us come in cars, most of us own cars. We take our cars to the shop, we get them fixed, we drive them every day, we fill them up with gas. On our cars, we have a little odometer that tells how many miles are on the car, and many cars beside of that have a little odometer reading that can be reset. When we purchase gasoline, we check our miles per gallon or whatever we're going to do, we'll push that little button and it goes back to zero. <clears throat> we find our average miles per gallon, we change the oil and we look at our last oil change and we reset it back to zero. Computers have a cache memory. Most of us in today's society are computer people. We use computers, we rely on computers, and if we don't, we rely on somebody else having a computer to keep our lives in order. On our computers, we have a cache memory system that accumulates the memory that you're using for temporary, but you can get cluttered in your computer with that cache memory, and sometimes you have to reset your cache memory and set it back to zero and let it rebuild again. Sometimes our computers get so bad that we have to reset them altogether. We reboot them and start them over. That clears out the cache memory, it resets all the stuff that you've been working on, you start from zero again. Sometimes when it's really bad, you have to restart things like your iPads or your phones to a factory setting, which resets everything completely back to zero, and sometimes you lose some things. Most of us have watches, clocks, alarms, Sometimes they get off and we reset them back to their proper time. Daylight savings time, we reset our clocks. In sports, <clears throat> sometimes there's a foul, sometimes there's a penalty associated with it, and sometimes the referees or umpires will review that, charge the penalty, and say reset the game clock to a certain point in time, and they start that play over again as if it never happened. Resets. We read Lamentations 3, verse 21 through 24. Proposition for you. God's mercies are new every morning. We just sang that song. Because God is present. God's mercies are new every morning because God's blessings continue. God's mercies are new every morning because the old things are passed away. And God's mercies are new every morning because God's promises are sure. Sure as in steadfast. Our objective for today's lesson is so that we can wake up each morning knowing that the mercy of the Lord is available to us all. I said good morning, good morning, good morning because I want you to have remembrance. Through repetition, we have memory. 
our children, hopefully, we teach them Bible verses and give them memory verses. Remember with our girls when they were young, they'd be in the car and say, what's your memory verse this week? And they would repeat it over and over. Hopefully, as they wrote it on paper, it was also written in their hearts. When we say the term, good morning, it's a new day with new objectives, with new beginnings, with new goals and new hopes. We read Lamentations. I'd like to look at it again. Turn with me, if you will, please, to Lamentations 3, verse, beginning in verses 21 through 24. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Most of us who study the word of God are word guys and gals. We look at the words and for their meanings and definitions. We look at Bond's expository dictionary. We look in the Greek definitions. We try to find exactly what's being said in the words we study. And we should be as careful thinking about those words as they come out of our mouth because out of the mouth, it comes from the heart. So we should very carefully evaluate our words. But I'll look at a couple of these words. But this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. We have hope in him, in God above, through Jesus Christ. The steadfast love of the Lord. I came up, my dad had boats. And I remember he used to say, get that anchor steadfast if we'd stop. Because if not, you'll drift away. Steadfast, sure, without movement, steady. The steadfast love of the Lord. It never moves, it never changes, it's steadfast, it's sure. It never ceases. Never. How often does never really apply? Would you do this? Never. Would you do that? Never. Never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. But he is faithful. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will hope in him. You see the repetitive nature of these words? Within that brief text of three verses, four verses, we see these words repeated with such great definition and such depth and meaning from the God of heaven. The book of Lamentations is the mourning of Jeremiah over the destruction of Jerusalem. In the book, Jeremiah speaks about the unimaginable suffering on the part of the people. The things that they went through. And read the book and you will see exactly what we're talking about here. Nevertheless, he consoles both himself and the people with the images of the character of God. He's talking about the character of God in these verses. Who he is, what he is, and what he means to us. One such, one such aspect of God's character is his mercy. Jeremiah gained hope because of this aspect of God's character. It was due to God's mercy that they were not utterly consumed. Because of this, Jeremiah could put his trust and hope in him. One of the aspects of God's mercy that Jeremiah mentions is they are new every morning. I'm a morning guy. I love, love, love the morning. If I'm on vacation or if I'm off for a while for leave or any reason, I love to get up early in the morning. I love to sit and watch 
not just the sunrise, but do you know what a rainbow sky is? When the sun rises and when the sun sets each day, as it goes through the different levels of moisture and atmosphere, you can see the levels of dark blue or purple, the blues, how they turn to green, yellows, oranges, reds, and you can see the colors of the rainbow on the horizon with the sun going up and the sun going down. I travel a lot for work, as, as many of you know, and I often come down the I-95 corridor in the morning from Delaware into Maryland. And when I do, there's a bridge just as you get into Maryland. It's a very long bridge, and when you look off to the left, there's railroad trussels, and the trains still run. There are hills on both sides of the river, and along the north side of the river, there's a railroad track. And sometimes as the sun's coming up, that 5 a.m. train or whatever time it's coming through there, you see the light on the train traveling, and it can't be from here to that wall from the water, it seems, from up on the bridge. And to see those things, and against the backlight, I see the, the uh, rainbow sky of the sunrise. And it's just one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen in my life. But it's new every morning. Every day that I travel there, I get to see a new rainbow. Morning is such a beautiful time of the day. The crisp, cool air, the morning dew, that rainbow sky, and a fresh cup of coffee. It doesn't get any better than that for me. Everything is new, everything is fresh, and it's just getting started. In spiritual things as well, we have great reason to receive new mercies from God each morning. Why? Because the book says they are new every morning. Let us consider some of the reasons why we, like Jeremiah, can believe that God's mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning because God is present. The simple fact of God's being present each morning, I'm sorry, the simple fact of God being present each morning renews us to his mercies. Ephesians 4 verse 6 says, One God and Father of all, who above all and through all, and is in you all. Isaiah speaks concerning God's eternal presence. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of earth, fainteth not? Well, that's a lot of names he's given to Jehovah God. The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, and the ends of the earth, fainteth not. Neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. That's important for us, brethren, because we don't understand all the things that God has set forth for us. But we do know that he's a perfect God and that this is a perfect church and he has the perfect word that gives us guidance. We don't have to understand. If we, One thing we do understand is that it is his perfect world and with it we can all obtain salvation. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and faint not. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. In the book of Deuteronomy we read, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Psalm 100, verse 5, For the Lord is good, his mercy everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Emphasize the word all generations because we are a generation, brethren. And if it's all generations, it falls upon us. The very same. 
regardless of what we do with our lives, good, bad, or indifferent, God is always present, and he is always faithful, even when we're not. Because of this, every morning we awake, God's mercies are new and fresh. His mercies are new every morning because God's blessings continue daily, daily. I heard on a radio program yesterday, one of our brothers that I know, said that God doesn't promise us physical blessings. And I took issue with that. I didn't say anything. But, you know, I just heard it on the radio. Because we read that he does. And we'll get there in just a minute. In Genesis, the 8th chapter, verse 22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Matthew 5, verse 45. For he maketh his sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And the rain falls on the just and on the unjust. But he renews every morning. Acts 4, 17. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness. And that he did good. And he gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. <clears throat> and when the brother said that he didn't provide promises of physical things, and I said, yes, he does, I immediately thought of Matthew, the sixth chapter. And we're all very familiar with that. For this reason, I say unto you, life as to what you will eat or drink, not for your body as to what you put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. The better version to me says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, the, the birds and the animals. And he provides the seed. He provides the air. He provides the things we need. But at the end of that chapter, he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we all know this verse. We sing that song. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So yes, he does provide us with physical blessings. He likewise provides us with spiritual blessings. In Galatians, the third chapter, verse 14, it says that Christ redeemed us that the blessing of Abraham might come unto Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And where have you heard me say that before? And many others in their teachings and in their sermons? Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit dwells in us and we have that promise of the Spirit of life through faith by the Spirit. Acts 3, verse 26. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Ephesians 1. Verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blesses us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places of Christ. He's our Father. He's only going to provide, hopefully, the same that we would provide for our children. I know that we would not want to do anything evil for our children. We want to provide the very best for them. I read a, a, a thing the other day on one of the boards at a, a local church by our house. And it read something to the effect of... <clears throat> A good father is one who wants to chase behind their son and pick him up when he falls off his bicycle. And that's good. But, it said, helped him up, shook off the dirt, and helped him get back on the bike. 
big difference. You love them enough to want to chase them down, but you have to allow them to suffer their bumps and bruises, and, but you help pick him up. You do what you can to help them, but you let them learn on their own. There's a, there's a balance between the two. But he is a blessed father to us. Because God's blessings continue, his mercy is new every morning. God's mercies are always new every morning because the old things are passed away. Wouldn't it be great to wake up in the morning and have all of our past mistakes erased? Kind of like Hillary with the Russians hit the reset button. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to have all of our iniquities reset? This is, in essence, brethren, what God does for those who choose to live for him. Consider 2 Corinthians 5.17. <clears throat> Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Also, Romans 6, chapter verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk what? In a newness of life. While we may have to live with the consequences of some of our past choices, we don't have to live with the guilt of sin any longer. Some, many, maybe all, I don't know, of us have done things in our life that have caused consequences to us that we really don't like, that really are hard to live with. But those are the consequences. We chose them, we did them, we live with them. But we can rest assured that through Jesus Christ, we have forgiveness of our sins and God the Father. In Christ, all the old things are passed away. Paul exhorts us to live like this on a daily basis. Philippians, the third chapter, verse 13 and 14. Brethren, I count myself, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things are which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I've read that verse a hundred times. I've heard that verse a hundred times, figuratively. I don't know how many times I've really heard it. But I've never looked at that like a reset. Let me look at it again. Brethren, I count my, not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind me. Reaching forth to those things which are before me. Reset. And press on toward the mark. Because if we look back and we keep looking back and we stay there, we're going to be sunk in the quagmire. And that's where we're going to stay. <clears throat> and he gives us this lesson to learn how to move forward. Colossians 3.10, we put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created us. If we're going to be in that image, then we have to look back at Lamentations and say, his mercies are great. Our mercies are great, should be great towards others. Because the old things have passed away, God's mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning because God's promises are sure. Titus tells us in chapter 1, verse 2, I, I hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Jeremiah 32, 42. For thus saith the Lord, like as I have brought all this great evil upon this people, so I will bring them all the good that I have promised them. He's sure in his promises. He is faithful in his promises, both to the just, the unjust, to the good, the bad, for the right and wrongs that we do. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 20 says that God, but as God is true, our word towards you was not yea and nay, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Sylvanius and Timothy, was not yea and nay, but in him it was yea. 
For all the promises of God in him are yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea. And in him, amen. Unto the glory of God by us. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 23. We, we read these verses so many times throughout our Christian lives. And we look at 24 and 25 often. But look at verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. We talked about God's surety. We talked about his steadfastness. But we, by example and by command from the apostle, have written, let us, speaking to the Christians, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Without wavering, strong, steadfast, and sure. Jesus was resurrected in the morning. His resurrection is a promise that one day, that we one day, will be resurrected as well. Romans 8, 11 reads, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, and that's important, the spirit raised up Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. Oh, let's go back to Acts 2.38 again. Repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that spirit dwells in us. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, and it shows you the power of the spirit, he raised up Christ from the dead, so also shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Because God's promises are sure, God's mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new because God is present. His, his mercies are new every morning because God's blessings continue even to this day for us. His mercies are new every morning because the old things are passed away. His, his mercies are new every morning because God's promises are sure. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God who has given us, showed us, and displayed to us forever his mercies. Probably my favorite passage in the Bible, and you may have heard me say this before, is Psalm 51, and in particular the first verse, where David writes, Have mercy upon me, O God, with all thy loving kindness. He is a kind and merciful God, and we say those things over and over, and that's where it comes from. We understand he is a kind and merciful God. He, his mercies carry for us new every morning. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. I want you to remember good morning every day of your life, brethren. And the reason I want you to remember this sermon, and his mercies are new every morning, that when you get up every day, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, I want you to try to remember to say good morning. Because God created it. That makes it a good morning for one. And two, his mercies follow every day. They're renewed every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. He's faithful to give us a new start every day. He gives us absolution from our sins through his grace and mercy. He heals us from our sin through his grace and mercy by the love of his son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us when you, you receive him. So I hope now that every time you hear or say good morning, that you consider and remember the meaning of Lamentations 3 and put it into your spirit that the Lord has given you 
each and every one of you and me this day. And that you would wish the very best because typically the person you say good morning to first is somebody you love. Your mom, your dad, your wife, your child, your dog. Somebody that you love. But when you say good morning to that individual, you also are thinking, I wish them a good morning because it's a new morning. And in him we have eternal life. That he is the creator of all and has shown you his mercy and that every day you will serve him. So the next time you hear or say good morning, keep this in mind. In order to receive his blessing, brethren, in order to receive his mercies, in order to have them new every morning, you must submit to his calling. Are you a child of God? Are you in him? Have you given yourself over to him? Today's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day again to all of you fathers. Would you have this be the day that you make him your father? To become his child. He gave his only son. Now think of that. You dads, especially if you have a son, think about giving up the life of your only son for the worst person on this world that you know. And that's what he did for us. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. You do that by calling on the name of the Lord. Romans 10, verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you do that becoming a child of his through baptism. Again, the third time, Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You have a new day today, brethren. We're all renewed this day. The sun came up. There was a rainbow sky. I had my cup of coffee. I said good morning to my wife. I think if I didn't, good morning, sweetheart. And it's a good day. It's a good day to be with your father in memory, in spirit, or in presence. Because that's how he is with us. He's our father in memory, in spirit, and in presence. Wouldn't you become a child of his today? All things are ready here. The baptistry is prepared. If you know what the scriptures teach, and you've not yet become a child of God, make this today, Father's Day, that he becomes your father and your faith. Perhaps you've done that. You need to make amends of some kind. You can restart and renew this very day as well. Repenting of your sins, if we can offer prayer or assistance in any other way, now would be the time if you would come forward while we stand and while we sing.